With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Yeah, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Schwartz with you. We are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. And you could say big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, so here we are on the Saturday, and Jeff, we talked a little bit before the show, and the one point you made is even though the Super Bowl is far in our rearview mirror right now, the NFL continues to be a league that keeps on giving to people like us who want to talk sports all day. We got plenty of NFL we're going to get to. Got some Major League Baseball news. Spring training is underway. NBA, little touch of that. Of course, March Madness right around the corner uh, for the college game. But, Jeff, you know, we start with the NFL right now. And uh, I'm going to get right to this whole Carson Wentz situation, a trade. You and I talked about this last week as the Eagles were desperately trying to float out all kinds of rumors about multiple teams, namely the Chicago Bears, that were interested in acquiring Carson Wentz. The Bears made no sense to me. If you think that Nagy is sort of on the firing line right now, even though they snuck in the playoffs at 8-8, you know, the whole Trubisky situation, you're like, why would they... They're going to throw your career on the shoulders of, of Carson Wentz. Didn't make sense. Ultimately, the Indianapolis Colts, I think, gave up more than I thought. They gave up a third-round pick this year and then a conditional second next year that could turn out to be a first if Wentz takes 75% of the snaps coming up here in 2021. The Colts probably would say, we'd be more than willing to give up a first if he's good enough to uh, establish as a quarterback. But I want to get your thoughts right now about 
what the Indianapolis Colts are getting in Carson Wentz, his lack of success in a miserable 2020 season, <laughs> how much was that on Wentz? And how much was that on the whole dynamic between Wentz and Doug Peterson, a relationship that obviously fell apart? First off, I uh, hope everyone had a great week. Glad to be back with you. And you're right, it, the football never sleeps. This was a week, by the way, that most who cover the NFL media take off because it's basically a dead week, right? It's, the week, it's two weeks after the Super Bowl. Nothing happens this week. Then, boom, a, a blockbuster trade. So I'm glad to be here to talk about it with you. And I'm see, I'm on the spectrum of like, eh, I don't know if he's going to be good anymore. So let me explain the reason why. You're right. The Colts gave up, I think, a reasonable package for him. Eagles got what they could. And we'll talk about how big of a mess the Eagles are. So here, here's when you look at Carson Wentz's numbers, I, I have them. Let me pull them up just to make sure I got them right. Okay. So when you look at, at um, you know, his five seasons, okay, if you look at, you know, like a like an expected points added, right, it's called EPA. It's a good stat to use for overall efficiency, okay? In his career, Carson Wentz in his five seasons has had one elite year, right, 2017. Yes. The other four years, two have been bad, including last year and a rookie. Okay, you can excuse a rookie season. And the other two, 18 and 19, were oh, no, average to maybe slightly above average. If it was pro football focus grade, okay? Right. Rookie season last year, rough. 2017, good. And then 18 and 19 were 14. So if I had told, if I tell you, you're, and you're a fan of, of, of sports, you're a fan of, of sports teams, hey, you're getting a guy heading into year six. And in four of the five years that he's been in the sport, he has been no better than maybe slightly above average in one of those years. And the fifth year, obviously, he was elite. What do you think you're getting in year six? You would say, ah, you know, hope he's average. And that's what we should hope for. I, I don't know why people believe that Carson Wentz is going to be something that he's that he's not. His 2017 season, this is why it's important to look at kind of sometimes beyond the box score. This is why we have people that do a great job of doing those type of things. He was very good at things, Steve, that aren't always sustainable year in and year out. Third or fourth down efficiency. Typically, if you're good one year, he was like great in 2017. You kind of come back to the pack, right? Red zone efficiency, kind of come back to the pack a little bit. Um, against pressure, he was great in 2017 against pressure. Since then, he's kind of come back to the pack. So all these things he did well in 2017 typically are very volatile. Like year to year out, you can't rely on those being the best in the NFL unless you're like Pat Mahomes, right? Or, or Aaron Rodgers or one of those guys. And Wentz has not shown the ability to be that guy. So Indy's trading for stability. If you get him into your system, good offensive line, obviously, need, need to use that first-round pick on a left tackle, need to attack for agency at the wide receiver position, does 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 Indianapolis. You have a, a good defense, obviously. It's well-coached, young players. Frank Reich, I think, is a good coach. I think he, against the Bills in the playoff game, he kind of had not the best game, but we'll see as he progresses on in his career as a head coach in the playoffs. Um, so, I, I, to me, I look at it and be like, yeah, he, he's he can be good, but you're probably not ever getting elite wins, and that means you're probably not winning a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I, again, it, it's really hard. As I, I stare at these numbers at Carson Wentz, and again, the 2017 season when he led the NFL in total quarterback rating, he had an amazing 33 touchdown passes his 
His 7.5 touchdown percentage was by far the best in the league. But if you eliminate the 11 and 2 record he had that year with the Eagles, his record as a starting quarterback is 24 30 and 1. So that's not just average. That's slightly below average uh, when you're below 500. And and I can't even exaggerate just how bad his numbers were uh, in 2020. I mean, not only did he lead the league in interceptions, he led the league in turnovers. He was the most sacked quarterback, and he missed four games and still led the league in all these categories. So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, his relationship with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles in 2017 when Wentz, as a second-year quarterback, emerged as an MVP candidate before the freakish knee injury he suffered. You don't see a lot of quarterbacks get knee injuries airborne, but that's what happened to him. And then, of course, Nick Foles took over, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. It It just never seemed to be a situation where Doug Peterson and he were on the same page. The Peterson, if it were up to him and up yeah. to him alone, would have told the organization, forget Wentz. Let's stick with Nick Foles. We won a Super Bowl. Let's go in that direction. Wow. But the organization didn't want to do that. So my point here is, is that if he is reintroduced to a guy like Frank Reich, who believes in him, he just absolutely believes we can do this with you. And and I'll, yeah. I'll go back to a, a, a different era, a different age. Uh, this week I had Tom Flores on my show. Of course, he just got elected to the Pro Football Hall right. of Fame. And we talked about how the Raiders resurrected the career of Jim Plunkett, who seemingly was done. I mean, he was right. finished. He had gotten banged up in New England, went to the 49ers. He gave up a boatload of picks. It was a complete bust situation. Sat on the bench with the Raiders and then only only because Dan Passerini, who had been acquired for Ken Stable, broke his leg. Did Plunkett get that opportunity? But he had the belief and the backing of that organization behind yeah. him. He got his confidence back. The talent that had always been there reemerged, and he ended up winning Super Bowl. So if, if somehow Frank Reich can get back his confidence level that he obviously had in that run in 2017, Maybe the Colts have got themselves some because you know as well as I do, Jeff, they got talent. They have an yeah. offensive line. They got a running so, game. They got some talent. There's a couple things here that um, I, I'm not quite sure about. And, you know, I, I, I spe- I'm speculating some of it. Some of it I, I, I know is is what happened. Um, look, I, I think that I don't, I don't think Doug Pearson wanted Nick Foles to play. I mean, Carson Wentz was, was more talented. But here's the thing that worries me about Carson Wentz's mental state. And I've confirmed this with, with people as far as the, what, you know, this thing about, so he, he, he doesn't, um, what's the right word to say? He doesn't, he doesn't, um, not get along with his teammates, but doesn't connect with them very well. Like he's just, he's not the most fiery leader. He's from a small town, North Dakota. Doesn't, you know, doesn't just connect with his teammates as well as other quarterbacks do. Look, is that a concern? Eh, I don't know if you win. When you lose, it starts to be a a, a concern. Secondly, this is, this is the, the most important thing that I think is for me, the block I have with why I think he'll never be elite. Okay. Again, I should say. So the, the reports, and these are, look, when there's smoke on a lot of these reports, I know people don't like anonymous sources, but in the end, yeah, a lot of those end up being right, right? Especially when there's a lot of the same story coming out. So part of the mental, you know, the discussion we had about Carson Wentz is his confidence, right? And you mentioned it, and you're exactly right. His confidence waned. But the reason why, it waned was because they drafted Jalen Hurts, okay? So let's talk about this. 
the NFL front office, their job is to find guys to replace you all the time, right? They're trying to continually get better. And you cannot take that personally, right? I was a seventh round draft pick. I was never Carson Wentz. They tried to replace me every single year. And guess what? I gave them two middle fingers and I went to work and I kept my job. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback, the MVP of this year. They drafted his replacement in the first round. He could have used a wide receiver to help that offense. They could have used a corner or a pass rusher to help that defense. And what did they draft? A quarterback, okay? Aaron Rodgers, clearly pissed off about it. Guess what? Had his best season of his career, 2017. Alex Smith has led the Chiefs to the playoffs in 13, 15, and 16, okay? They draft Pat Mahomes in 2017. Guess what? He has the best season of his career, that's what most people have, right? Most players say, you know what, team? I'm going to show you. I'm going to play better. I'm going to keep my job. I'm not going to lose my confidence, especially when you're paid. They paid Carson Wentz all this money. That's showing them they have confidence in him. And for him to go in the tank because they drafted a player like Jalen Hurts in the second round is not acceptable. And what happens if he plays average this year and the Colts are like, you know what? We really like so-and-so next year. Let's grab him in the second round. Is Carson Wentz going to go just lose all his confidence again? What if what if he plays poorly the first four weeks of the season? Is he going to lose all his confidence again? Steve, that worries me more than anything else. I don't like hearing the reports that he was rattled by Jalen. Who cares, bro? They paid you. They, they they showed you how much they cared about you by paying you money. They their job is to draft players. They probably had a first round grade of Jalen Hurts. He was drafted second round because he fell that far. They 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 drafted Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Mallett in New England for Tom Brady. And everyone just keeps playing well. But he crumbled, and that really worries me. All right, so now that Carson Wentz has gone from the Eagles to the Colts, coming up, we're going to tell you how this deal may have a major impact on the upcoming NFL draft. Coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz. So we're talking about domino effect. Yes. The Philadelphia Eagles... Trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. The irony of this, of course, is the fact that the Eagles' new coach is Nick Sirianni, who had been the Colts' offensive coordinator for the last three years. In other words, he's he's been linked with Frank Reich, because I remember him down in the San Diego Charger days, Nick Sirianni, and of course now he's the Eagles' head coach. So you have a new coaching staff in Philadelphia. They have no connection to Jalen Hurts. And the reason I mention that, of course, is that the Eagles have the sixth pick in the draft. Now, a lot of people up until this time, when you look at some of these mock drafts, Jeff, they've been talking wide receiver. Hey, maybe giving the Eagles a few more offensive weapons that they desperately need. But that's based on them being sold to Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. Now, Jalen Hurts was 1-3 and three as a starting quarterback. So let me ask you this. If you look at the projected draft right now, where Trevor Lawrence goes one to Jacksonville, and everyone seems to think Zach Wilson is going to go two to the Jets. If Justin Fields is sitting on the board at number six, and you have to decide who's our quarterback of the future, is it Jalen Hurts or is it Justin Fields? That that could change the whole dynamic of this draft because a lot of people are saying maybe they'll take Devontae Smith, maybe they take Waddle, maybe they take you know Chase if he is a drop down the board, maybe get a, a big time wide receiver. That's based on them being sold that Jalen Hurts is the answer at yeah. quarterback, and that might change if suddenly Justin Fields is sitting on the board at number six. So the Eagles do not get to skirt the proper amount of, of scrutiny because they ended up trading Carson Wentz. Um, the Eagles are a dumpster fire. And if they hadn't won the Super Bowl in 2017, we would look at them as a bottom-tier organization at the moment. Think about what they've done. They've drafted one quality offensive player since 2013. That is Carson Wentz, right? Lane Johnson, uh, excuse me, Lane Johnson was in 2013. So after, after Lane Johnson... They have drafted really just Carson Wentz on offense. That's it. Okay. Um, they have now they paid Carson Wentz and traded him, so they have a huge cap hit. Right? They 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 hitched the wagon to Carson Wentz did not work. They have no depth on their team. What like who's their, who's their depth? Where where are they at? They they can't develop players. They haven't developed any players. The GM has too much power. They just fired a Super Bowl winning coach for someone no one has heard of and someone that clearly is in that position because. Howie Roseman, the GM, can control him. Uh, if you talk to anyone who's been associated with that team, they say that the power struggle is real in that building. And now they are sitting at six, which is, you're right, they have the sixth draft pick. They just did this whole Jalen Hurts thing. They benched Carson Wentz, drafted Jalen Hurts second round. They did that whole Week 17 thing, which I, I didn't really disagree with, but whatever. It looks bad now that you fired the coach. And really, the general manager and the front office had a say in that going down anyways. And now you're at six, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll take another quarterback. <laughs> like, what? I mean, I, if Justin Fields is there, I would take him. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy. 
But they have a lot of other issues on their team. Who's playing left tackle for them? Andre Diller has not been able to develop. Who is a new quarterback or just throwing the ball to? Right? I mean, yeah, they go to free agency and get some more guys. You're going to bring Nelson Aguilar back? Um, who's playing the secondary for you outside Darius Slay? Your, your, your pass rush, Fletcher Cox is really good. He's old. Where are your young guys at? Where are your young pass rushers? I mean, Steve, they have a lot of work to do with this roster. Well, I, I agree with you, and, th- and that's the whole thing. I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles have to be realistic of where they are right now. They just finished last in, at least for a single season, the worst division in the history of the NFL. There's never been a season where one division was as bad as the NFC East was this year. The majority of victories the NFC East teams had this year were amongst themselves. I think over the course of the year, they won, what, five games outside the division? They were that bad. So if you were the worst team in the worst division, at least for a single season in NFL history, you're right. It's not just about the quarterback. You've got a lot of things (laughs) going on in the organization. Real quick, I'm glad you mentioned the record because of the division because when you talk to Giants fans, and some of them are are really delusional right now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're like, well, we almost won the division. Yeah, but you won six games. What do you mean you almost – like, that's not that's not a good thing. Being the, the best of the worst. Yeah, well, I, I was mocking Joe Judge <laughs> like, when he was doesn't... complaining about the Eagles not trying, that somehow they got robbed. I said, you know, Joe Judge, you're lucky to have a job after one year. I mean, this was a bad football team in a bad division, and you're complaining that you got robbed of a playoff position? Are you kidding me? And the whole thing about that is that, like, you know, he set himself up for kind of failure because if he now ever benches a player week 17 or just sits a guy down for whatever reason, right? Like, you've you've clinched the division, which would be great, obviously. Or, you know, know, it's week 17, and you're out of it, and Saquon Barkley's a little beat up, and you decide not to play him. It's like, well, coach, you said you'd never do that, so – don't, you know, don't, don't ever do that, whatever. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, they did like the Giants won one game out of their division. That was the Bengals. Yeah. Otherwise, they just beat <laughs> they beat five. No, oh, no, they beat the Seahawks, too. I'll take it back. They beat the yeah, Seahawks. they had the one Seahawks um, win that they, that you know, they, they think elevated themselves to a yeah. different level. Yeah. Uh, they, they they barely beat the Bengals with a third string quarterback. <laughs> and uh, so um, it, it's just, yeah, the, the division is. It's not fair to really look at any team in that division and think they're going to be good next year because outside of Dallas, maybe, if Dak is healthy. But the Eagles, again, they're just – most of the time when you bring in a new coach, you reset at quarterback because that's – they want their own guy. But, again, is – I think Howie Roseman's running this whole thing, and he's not going to take the input – of their coaching staff. How is he still running this thing? Okay, I mean, it's just so, unbelievable. I know that he has this I, yeah. amazing relationship with Jeffrey Lurie. This is a that's guy why. that so, literally rose the, from so, the ranks of like intern to running an organization. Um, it just Here's why. blows my mind. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the general manager hangs out with the owner, right? Like he is like during games, he's with the owner, right? He's in the owner's box. Yeah. And if and, I'm the owner, I'm like, what the hell's going on out and, there? Yeah. But he, he is, but if you're the, if you're the owner's guy, the owner and, and you're the general manager, it's Doug Peterson's fault. It's not my fault. He doesn't he didn't develop the talent. I, I draft guys that are good. It's coaching staff's fault. It's, it's their fault. Like so, when you're that close, you know, when you're closely connected with the owner, that's the way the conversation goes. The coaches don't talk to the owner very much. You know, they're they're there all week grinding away on the game plan. They're not like, hey, hey, John Mara, here's what we're doing today. Like, they're, like they're not checking in every day with him. Dave Gettleman is talking to him every day, right? Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie talk way more 
than Jeffrey Lurie and Doug Peterson ever talk. That's and I think that's why is as the blame game gets shifted over to the coaching staff first and foremost. I mean, how does Steve Kime, the Arizona GM, survive three different quarterbacks in his tenure? Well, I know. I mean, think about yeah, exactly the Josh Rosen situation is unbelievable. Although they were able to recover at least a second round pick for Rosen. How did Miami do that? Why would they give up a second for Rosen? Where is Rosen these days? Is he? Is he the 49ers sign? I'm trying to figure out where I, Josh he was Rosen with, He was with Tampa and then he led one to Niners, I think. I thought he was going to be good. I was, I, um, I whiffed on that one. I saw him in high school. A couple of times, up close and personal, covering some of their games. And, you know, I'll put it this way. With all the hype, the number one rated pro-style quarterback coming out of high school, three years of mediocrity at UCLA. And from what I understand from people that were down in Arizona, the thing that shocked him most about Josh Rosen was that he couldn't seem to recognize basic defenses. Like, they were, like, stunned that a guy who started three years of college did not recognize basic defensive formations when he was going back to pass. I, I mean, this is what I heard from people that played on the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and they were stunned by that, and it just seemed like, wow, really? Rosen couldn't do that? And I, I think part of that is he had three OCs in three years at UCLA. I mean, he he – he didn't play one year. He has never had one year in his career. Even in the NFL, we've had the same offense coordinator from year year to year. Um, so I just I always thought like, look, he's talented. I never bought that aloof stuff. Right? I mean, you know, people say about Aaron Rodgers, like that's just whatever. I don't. That doesn't really bother me. Um, in, interest outside of football, like okay, we all have interest outside of football. Like, what kind of what kind of comment is that? Um, and I just thought he could overcome you know the, the talent. You know, like, but almost like Justin Herbert, right? I mean, Oregon's coaching staff is far and away better than what UCLA had. Herbert just played an offense that was more conservative. And so I, I watched a ton of Justin Herbert. I'm an Oregon guy. I've watched, I watched every game of his on film multiple times. I was like, look, he's, he can do it if you tell him to do it. And I was right on that one. I just was wrong on Josh Rosen. All right. On the other side, and we're going to talk about how a, a rumor becomes fact you know, this like some person says, and it goes to the next person, next person. It has to do with Sean Watson and how this thing got completely out of control. But could there be some truth in it yet? Tell you all about it on the other side. But right now, let's find out what is trending. We are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Mr. David Gascon. David, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? We're doing great. Great. You they check- were still talking NFL. And it's, it's a 365 of course. day of your conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Has to be. Well, I mean, it, there's always something to talk about. I know. And I always have to keep this in mind. You know, when you do seven days a week of radio, you got to talk about a lot of different things. we got to play to your audience. And the overwhelming uh, majority of the people listening want football. Want to hear football? Want it, need it, gotta have it. Live it. Play, play the hits, guys. It's great, which is which is fantastic. Now, Jeff, here, here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, obviously, with where you were at collegiately to the National Football League, if you had to give kids in our great state of California advice, would you want them to be playing football in the spring? Because some of these cities, especially here in Los Angeles, they're starting. I know they need to have clearance by Monday. Would you want these guys, if they're seniors, though, to play? Well, seniors that 
that don't have offers kind of have to play, right? Because they need to, the film to get themselves another offer or two. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, this is the last year playing. It's the juniors that, I, that you know, if a, you're a good junior already, I would just sit out this year and play your senior year in the fall like usual. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be tricky. I mean, we talked about the whole college situation. Remember, a year ago, we were thinking we're not going to have any football in the fall. And then you're like, spring? And then you go right to the fall schedule? I mean, how can you do that? And that was college kids. They have FCS today. Yeah. Uh, FCS football. The oddest one to me, by the way, is Washington has a five-star commit, Sam Heward, Mm -hmm. who's committed to Washington. He already committed. He's still playing his senior season, like starting in a week for some yeah. odd reason, and then going to Washington afterwards. I, that makes no sense to me. That is wild. Wild, wild, wild. Um, guys, we go from that to college basketball. There's a handful of games that have already gone final. Uh, Alabama beat Vanderbilt. Villanova took care of UConn and Kentucky by 15 at Tennessee. Those games are all over. Texas Tech trailing right now at Kansas 51-40. to And Missouri right now leading by 11 at South Carolina 57-46. to NBA going to have a bunch of games, but they'll be played later on tonight. Uh, Naomi Osaka defeats Jennifer Brady to win the Australian Open women's title in straight sets. She does so. And then I don't know if you guys are looking at what's going on in Northern California, but uh, Lake Tahoe's got uh, an outdoor game that's going on in the National Hockey League. Avalanche lead the Vegas Golden Knights one to nothing. It's kind of cool. It is. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but NBC Sports uh, tweeted out a couple photos. That rink is right on the water. And there's a glorious panoramic shot of the mountains in mm. Tahoe. Um, Steve, I know you're not on Twitter too much, but no. uh, if you get on there, it's a pretty good view. <laughs> how do they keep the, How do they keep the ice cold all day? They have they have <laughs> devices that are underneath the, the rink that keep it at a certain temperature. Well, yeah, but the sun's still out. I mean, it's, it's it is. <laughs> but the, I mean, they, keep in mind, Los Angeles and Anaheim. It's pretty challenging to do so. Uh, they do it in Dallas as well. They have some devices that'll keep that thing at uh, at a nice temperature nice. to keep things okay. nice and cold. So wow, yeah, it's a beautiful setup up there. But uh, yeah, one nothing Avalanche right now in the first period. All right, well now I have to check it out. See now you've you've whetted my appetite. Now all of a sudden I got to. I, I, in fact, I got to walk off the show right now. Oh, there it is. We're watching it on TV now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Same here. We're watching the whole the whole game. Wow, that looks nice. That's nice. All right, David. Thank you very much. I love the look of that. You know, I got the trees in the background. And- it's it, it's a little bit, I, I tweet oh. this out at Jeff Schwartz, it's a little bit odd without fans because, you know, they've done this outdoor stadium series for a while now, right? And it's like, it, you know, it's at the big house, okay? Yeah. A ton of fans. Um, so it's kind of weird just like putting a rink in right on the on the shore in Lake Tahoe because there's no fans. I mean, just like just you know, NHL personnel. And the sun is like bright and out, you know, it's it's... But still pretty cool. And like it's so um hey man, this is like what sports like hockey have to do. I like I would never watch a regular season. I love playoff hockey. I would never turn on a regular season game unless I see like a tweet like this. Like, oh, come watch the stadium series or outdoor series. Like, cool, great, I'll put it on. It's like I think NHL's brilliant for doing things like this. Yeah, I mean, this is all good stuff out there to bring in. The, the problem with hockey is simply this. And I've covered a lot of it over the years. Uh, it doesn't translate to television. I mean, this sort of does because it's a very unique background. But unless you're at a game, and everyone knows this. It's I mean, far better we, than game, yeah. Much. I mean, football and basketball adapt very well to television. Baseball, not so much. you got to be at the ballpark. But hockey, there's no doubt. It's a whole different game 
uh, when you're actually it, at the it, arena. It, it's I, I when I was playing for the Giants, I went to a couple Rangers games, um, and I went to um, when they went to the, the Cup in '14. I went to one game of each series until the cup. I couldn't get tickets. Uh, they, the Kings beat them that year. Yes. Um, and uh, I was at the game six clinching. I think they beat the Flyers in game six at home in, in the garden. It was incredible. Like the whole game, it was oh. incredible to be there in person. I, I covered the Kings entire runs in 2012 and 2014 when they won the Stanley Cup. Unbelievable. Un- yeah. And, and, and because normally I like covering Laker games or Clipper game, whatever, at Staples Center. I, I'm really in the press. I'm not really paying attention, to be honest with you. I've seen so much basketball. But when I would go to those playoff games, playoff hockey, I would go upstairs to the top so I can see the whole ice. I'd be riveted, riveted. Um, totally different sport. All right, once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right, this was a prime example, Jeff, of how something can be reported and distorted at the same time. So, ESPN did this article making bold predictions for every team in the league and a contributor to this story a guy named david newton yeah put it out there that the panthers will offer christian mccaffrey and three number ones to the texans for deshaun watson (laughs) now there was a disclaimer on this story it said keep in mind that these are adventurous suggestions of what might happen well, all of a sudden, <laughs> social media ran with this, and this Newton guy, really trying to save his own credibility, said, look, this this was a prediction, not a report. I'm not reporting that anyone yeah. has suggested that this is actually on the table. I just made the wild prediction about McCaffrey and three number ones of the Texans for Watson, but this is in your backyard right now, so... What yeah. was the what was what was going on there? Because it seemed like wow. I mean, the Panthers are throwing McCaffrey and three number ones all for Deshaun Watson when they just signed Teddy Bridgewater. And this guy's like, I just made this up. I did. I, I did. This is not a report. I'm not reporting anything that I was told. We were just asked, hey, make some kind of crazy ideas out there. And all of a sudden they ran with it. So yeah. what's going on with the Panthers? Do they have any interest at all in, in making a huge deal to get Deshaun Watson? Oh, I I think they would love to get Deshaun Watson. They would love to get any quarterback. The Panthers, um, their two biggest signings with Matt Rule, and, and you could maybe blame Marty Herney or blame David Tepper. A lot of Panthers fans say the owner, David Tepper, is very much involved in personnel decisions. Um, so... They signed Christian McCaffrey to a long-term contract. That has not worked out, as usual, because paying running backs is, is silly. And they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a long contract, um, you know, to a three-year deal, which made no sense at the time. The Panthers should have tried to tank and get Trevor Lawrence. That was their best path forward. It made no sense to sign Teddy Bridgewater, but they did anyways. So now, after one year, they're trying to move off of both, possibly. Um you know, I don't know if, if Houston wants McCaffrey in a trade. They would need those those three first-round draft picks. But you're basically going to move off of McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater if you do trade for Watson. And those are the trade parameters, which doesn't sound like a great uh, reason why Deshaun Watson would want to go to Carolina. They're, they're just, But anyways, the, the discussion here is about why would Deshaun Watson want to go to Carolina? He's no trade clause. Can you na- if, if, throw Christian McCaffrey off the roster? Can you name one Carolina Panther 
<laughs> no, I mean I, I I can. It's my job. But yes, can, can yes. you name a Carolina Panther? No, it's it's a rather anonymous team right they, now. They they don't have a good roster. They have some young players. Jeremy Chin was drafted this past year. They drafted seven guys on defense. He played really well. He was up for defensive rookie of the year. He did a great. He, he was great. Um, you know they have they have, they have uh, DJ Moore wide receiver and Samuel and they have a couple offensive linemen here and there. Matt Paredes and it's a decent center and Taylor Moan's kind of developing a tackle and Russell Okung left tackle is a little old. Older now, um, you know, just like a bunch of nobodies. Deshaun Watson, the only reason to go there is just because it's not Houston. But there's no, they're not close to winning. And I don't want to hear this stuff, Panther fans. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear it between all day about it. Teddy Bridgewater was zero and nine in games where they were three and nine in, in one score games. If you want to include, if you want to include eight point games. But here's the thing, Steve. If you are down by eight points with 50 seconds left and you have no timeouts. That's not a close game, okay? That's not a close game. You're not, you're not close to winning that game. So stop counting random games like that, like the Chiefs game. You're down nine under two minutes left. You needed a 68-yard field goal to win the game. Like, that's not a close game, okay? Panther fans, you're just not a good team right now. Adding Deshaun Watson alone by itself doesn't make you a Super Bowl contender, all right? So I don't get why Deshaun Watson would want to go to Carolina. All right. It, it, it's all a very good point, by the way, and but it is amazing how – a guy just sort of making something up because that's what he the article was about. Hey, just yeah, make some wild prediction. And he throws it out there for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. You know, trying to unload the McCaffrey contract. You throw in the three number ones. I mean, even that would be uh, way short of what Houston's looking for, which, by the way, the Texans still have not indicated in any way that Deshaun Watson is on the market, meaning, of course, he is on the market, but we haven't had, heard anything close to a deal that we'd be willing to accept. And uh, and I still get back to the Goff-Stafford trade. That raised the bar considerably. Yeah. I mean, they're looking for five number ones or the equivalent of at yeah. least five number one picks for Deshaun Watson. All right, well, speaking of bad contracts or good contracts, on the other side, we're going to get a little away from the NFL. But anytime that's about money, it's worth talking about. This concerning a very prominent young Major League Baseball player. You know who we're talking about. Coming up next. So Monday through Friday, I'm in San Diego. And it's been interesting in San Diego. San Diego, California, when it comes to the national sports map, is so far off the map. Yes. I mean, they they just, unless you're in San Diego, you have no clue what's happening in San Diego, nor do you really care. Um, they're the only city in America right now that has a Major League Baseball team and no other major sports teams. No NBA, no NHL, and obviously the Chargers left for Los Angeles. So they're all in with one team. And yet, suddenly the San Diego Padres have become the most talked about team in all of Major League Baseball. We talk about the MLB Network. It's Padres, Padres, Padres. So they had a breakout season last year. Of course, this goes back when they signed Manny Machado, a $300 million contract. Like, where did that come from? And then the emergence of Fernando Tatis Jr. Then they make deals to get Darvish and Snell. And and suddenly the Dodgers are worried and saying, wow, we we better start doing something here. They get the Trevor Bauer signing uh, and admitted to some degree that it, it was reaction to what the Padres are doing. So this has been a whole, whole new world for the San Diego Padres. They have never been talked about. Even with Tony Gwynn, Trevor Hoffman, none of this has ever been part of their scene. But then they made this deal 
with Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, this has been hinted around uh, for a little bit, uh, by the way, over the last couple of years. Uh, by the way, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios called 188 Farmers. You can save a whole lot of something on your auto insurance. But I kept saying to myself, and in fact, I said this on the air, Jeff. Look, I understand why the chart, I mean, the Padres would try to lock up Fernando Tatis Jr. long term, but he's never agreeing to a deal like that. This guy, if he comes out to be the superstar everyone thinks he is, he's going to wait for free agency. But he signed a deal 14 years. $340 million, no opt-outs. No opt-outs for him. He is under lock and key to the Padres for the next 14 seasons through the age of 34. He just turned 22 years of age. He's only played 143 major league games. So I got to ask you, Jeff, I mean, imagine just yeah. turning 22 and now you are guaranteed $340 million. A, how would you have reacted at age 22 to that <laughs> wow. kind of bank? And secondly, who do you think got the best of this deal? Um, I don't know how I would have reacted to the money at that age. I was not mature enough to handle that much money. Um, but mind you, he's not getting a lot of this for about five years. Correct. Right? The salary structure, it's, it's very much an NFL deal. It's right. Like pay, he gets like over the next four years, which would have been his arbitration years. He yes. makes about $34 million over the next four years combined. And then Is starting include, in 20... 20- is that including the signing bonus he gets? That does not include the signing bonus. It's a $10 and then, million signing bonus. And then, and then from 20, 2025, the year that he would turn 26 when he was eligible for free agency, for that 10-year period, uh, he's making about $30 million a year, which, yeah. by the way, by that time, if he's a major star, he might be making yeah. $20 million a year less so than what is- some of the stars are making. So I'm glad you mentioned it. So I, I said that that I would not, if I was agent, I would not advise anyone to sign a 14 year deal. Um, I had a bunch of baseball friends text me like, "You're wrong on this," and they explained it to me. Look, I, I get it. I understand, right? The Padres are taking a huge risk here, paying a player who hasn't yet, who has net, has not played a full season worth of games yet. Um, and obviously, you know, if you are Tatis and you're his, you know, you're at his age and um, you know, you're getting three hundred forty million dollars guaranteed, you're going to sign the deal, right? Um, because it's very hard to say, "Hey, man, you know what? We'll do a seven year deal and you know for a hundred and uh, what a hundred and 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 uh and 20 million 140 million somewhere around there and leave all this money on the table and then hope we're really good and we get a huge deal and set in seven years i get it's hard to it's hard to say that but he's potentially leaving you know two three hundred million dollars on the table yep by doing this deal now and mm-hmm. i think this deal 100 percent benefits the padres all these teams have money okay they're not they're not without money and they're gonna have a very long pro prolonged labor dispute coming up very soon it's going to be ugly um but in the end again the ownership will still have money and the padres i mean they, this has never been what they've done they have not spent money like this I don't, ever. Ever, ever ever and now they're going hard at the dodgers and the dodgers obviously keep signing players too justin turner coming back now um i i've been and i'm from la i've been an nl west you know, fan for years. Uh, Padres obviously made a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl, a World Series back in the '90s. But there's never been a Dodgers Padres rivalry. Never. So I'm kind of excited to see mm-hmm. how this is. I mean, the games will be three to two, and you know, and four to two, and two and one probably because every game against the Padres, well, look no at, one scores. When no you think rivalry runs. in baseball, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, Cardinals, Cubs. I mean, these are all time you know rivalries. But in the short term, and you know. More and more people really don't care about history. They always say, ah, you know, who cares what happened 10 years ago? It doesn't even matter. 
This could be a dynamic rival for the next several years. Padres have everybody locked up. I mean, yeah. they when they got the deals for Blake Snell and you Darvish, they have three years remaining on their contract. They're not going anywhere. They have a bunch of young guys that are under control. Machado's not going anywhere. Hosmer's not going anywhere. And now Fernando Tatis Jr. is not going anywhere for 14 years. So this, this makes for a very intriguing uh, rivalry, which even though it's based in Southern California – could get enough traction. Now it goes. It's got to go both ways. I mean, the Padres got to beat the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are the big dogs right now. Padres haven't won jack. But if Correct. the Padres can somehow go toe to toe with them over a couple of years, you never know. It could actually become a national rivalry that people would have interest in. So, uh, yeah, three hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed for a twenty-two year old. That's dangerous. All right. Uh, on the other side, we've been talking a lot of NFL quarterbacks, but how about a future Hall of Famer and an un? certain future coming up next there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notify and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Yes, rolling along once again on a beautiful Saturday, although for many of you, still cold, real cold. And our thoughts are with you out there. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate again. Call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So, Jeff, how's the weather been where you are? Uh, it was cold and rainy. We got no snow. Um, I was hoping a little, a little bit of snow, but not like you know, not like Texas. Unfortunately, Oof. that's a terrible situation. Hope everyone is getting their power back and, and you know getting situated there, water and everything. It's it's. I just want a little bit of snow. We didn't get any. Just cold and rainy. Um, but I'm going to Mexico on uh, Thursday, and it's supposed to be 88 to 89 to 90 for the five days I'm there. And wow. I cannot wait. 
Yeah, you're not taking Ted Cruz with you, I take it. No, I'm taking uh, my my my. <laughs> that was that wife. was a, that was an ill-conceived trip to Mexico. Yeah, even he um, admitted that. Yeah, yeah I'm taking right. my uh, my wife is vaccinated, so I'm yeah. super jealous, and uh, we're going on a kidless trip. Um, you know, oh, you, well, that's nice. I'm used to traveling, you know, for work and whatnot, and we haven't been, haven't been anywhere since September. So I'm looking forward to. Um, to just leaving the house. That sounds uh, well. Your former home here in Southern California. A little wind. I'm sorry. A little wind. Uh, that's I heard it was 62 the other day. I'm, it was like, very was, chilly. Very chilly. I felt really bad for you guys. <laughs> um, by the way, I, again, we were talking earlier about you know a story that emanated from an ESPN article where they're just throwing out some crazy ideas and some guy said, yeah, how about how about Christian McCaffrey and three number ones to the Houston Texans and to get Deshaun Watson? And all of a sudden, everyone takes it literally. I'll give you another deception. So I'm reading this story about the NFL salary cap being increased from 175 to 180 yeah. million. So if you if you weren't following the story about the cap, you're like, wow. Despite the fact that there were very few of any fans of the NFL games, the cap went up. Well, that's not true. The cap a year ago was $198.2 million. What happened was they dropped it from $198.2 to $175. And then the NFL league and the players said, well, maybe we could raise it up to $180. So the headline was, NFL increases salary cap to $180 million. <laughs> yeah, from what was a drop from 180, 192, 198, yeah. all the way down to 175. So, believe me, the cap is down significantly yeah. from where it was at the start of the 2020 season before Correct. all hell broke loose. And this is causing problems for teams right now. We're seeing names being cut from teams all over the place. And you're going to hear a lot of names being cut over the next several weeks as teams get ready for the draft and free agency and everything else. They got to clear some cap space tremendously. But for one team right now, one player, this announcement of $180 million cap, or again, $18 million less than it was a year ago at this time, it, it, it spells the end of Ben Roethlisberger's run with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they've been sitting there trying to figure out any way. And even Roethlisberger, Jeff, said, hey, look, I'll play for a league minimum. I'll play for a million dollars. I don't – I mean, he's made zillions of dollars. He doesn't need another cent or shouldn't. Um, but that doesn't affect the cap. I mean, in other words, he could agree to take the absolute league minimum veteran salary, but that doesn't give the Steelers any relief from the cap. In fact, he has some kind of uh, bonus that's due him per his contract of $15 million or whatever it might be. So the only solution for the Steelers, and they're going to take a cap hit one way or the other, is to flat-out release him unless they can trade him. So two questions. If the Steelers are trying to float it out there that we'll take anything, anything, for Ben Roethlisberger, does he have any trade value at all? And if nothing is offered and they release him, would any team sign Ben Roethlisberger? No, they wouldn't. So, just to be clear about the you know the um, the salary cap, yeah. So it's 180 is the minimum, right? So they agreed before the season because we we don't want the cap going down that far, right? Because if that cap goes down a lot, what happens is veteran players get released, and it's it's a it's a NFL that's full of of um, high-paid quarterbacks, a uh, couple high-paid players here and there, and a bunch of guys on rookie contracts and no middle class, which 
no one really wants, right? We don't, we don't want a no, a no middle class because those are a lot of the veterans that make up the, you know, the bulk of your roster. So they decided before the season, it was a, a, a negotiation between the NFLPA and the NFL that the salary cap would be no lower than 175 million. And if, the, if it was, you know, in, in actuality, 165, they would borrow from future years earnings, which, you know, there's a deal, there's a report that NFL is asking for 100% more on the TV rights deal that's up very soon. So they're going to make a lot of money um, and they're going to borrow from the future to, to get the salary cap where it's at. So they right. announced this week that, hey, actually, we've negotiated again and it's going to be 180 Minimum 180. It could get up to 190 at the most, maybe for this year. Maybe 185. Depends how much they want to borrow from the future. So Big Ben um, is not going to be part of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. I think we we heard from Kevin Colbert, the Steelers general manager. Look, very typical general manager statement. We haven't talked to his agent yet. We haven't done, you know, decided yet. Blah 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 blah. Um, it's uh, it's it's very clear that they're moving on from him. Um, and th- well, the problem is 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 if they try to move on from him, and I think that they want to, his cap hit is like forty million dollars next year. Yeah, and I can see, I can see where they go. Maybe, hey Ben, you know, redo your deal, lower your cap number, and we're still going to draft another guy. Like I, I, I just. I think I think they want to get rid of him. So I'll take back that I said they're going to get rid of him because they might not be able to with with finances. They'd love to get rid of him. Yeah, because people understand even if you release him, that doesn't relieve you of cap. I mean, you've got that dead cap money that everyone always is talking about. I mean, you know, let's get back to the idea of Ben Roethlisberger being out on the open market. All right, so he is going to turn thirty nine on March second. So coming up is his thirty ninth birthday. So what did he do this year? Of course, they got off to that 11-0 start. He finished 12-3 and as a starting quarterback in his 15 starts, 66% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, only 10 picks over the course of the year. He had a, a solid passer rating. Um, and they don't have a, a ton. They you know, they didn't have Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell in their yeah. prime like they had a couple of years ago, and yet he was still able to produce some numbers. And if it wasn't for Alex Smith's miraculous comeback, he probably was the comeback player of the year after playing just two games the previous season. So all that being said, you would look at him as a, uh, a stopgap quarterback. And let, let me give you an example right now. The New England Patriots. I mean, I don't even know what New England's game plan is, right? Um, we don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback, but they're not in the top 10 in the draft. So where are they going to go with the quarterback situation there? They brought in Cam Newton. There's been wild rumors that they might be thinking about Mariota. They seem to be more interested in a mobile quarterback, which is why they cut ties with Tom Brady. How that worked for them. Um, but if you did draft a young quarterback – and you're just trying to sort of save your space for a year. Ben Roethlisberger for a year in New England. I mean, Ugh. I mean, I mean, I don't know how that marriage would be with Belichick, but at least you got a guy that's coming off a pretty productive season uh, in in a short term situation. New England feels like the team that no one has any idea what they're about to do. I think they kind of want it that way, but like we have no idea what they're going to do. Exactly, their core situation is so. Up in the air because I feel like Belichick doesn't want to kind of go the tanking route, uh, but there's not really a guy. Maybe Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, go that direction. Um, I can see Ben going to a team who fails to get the guy they want in the draft, and they're like, "Look, you know, like the Colts last year, right? We just kind of need a guy." And 
I don't think Ben was awful last year. I think the offense was pretty bad. There were times where where you know he was able to throw the ball down the field. I felt they designed an offense a little bit kind of afraid of Ben's arm falling off. Um, they threw the ball very short at times when they really could have thrown the ball a lot deeper. Yeah. So I think there's still some value there, but I don't think it's New England. I think it's a team that either has a guy get hurt or just missed out on the draft and they need a starter for one year. You know, it's interesting you mentioned about throwing shorter passes. For the first time in his career, he actually averaged less than 10 yards a completion. You usually go by the yards per attempt stat, which was very, very low for him, which is why despite, you know, a very good touchdown-interception ratio, a very decent completion percentage, his overall rating was down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just – and then the question is, would he want to play anywhere else? We know he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, his Hall of Fame career is set. He's had a great 17-year career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, He's won Super Bowls, and, you know, he's had a Hall of Fame career. I mean, he has a tremendous record over the course of his career. I saw, you know, when when he starts throwing stuff out there like, I I will take the league minimum. I don't even, that tells me that his mindset, like, I really don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to do the Phillip Rivers thing where, you know, Rivers was different because Rivers – had never won anything. So, you know, hey, I'll sign a one-year deal with the Colts and see how it plays out. And as it turned out, he played well and then decided to retire. So, I don't know. Um, the thing about taking less money, taking the minimum, is... Oof. I know the uh, league doesn't like that. Well, the, the union PA, doesn't the like PA that. The PA doesn't like that. It's exactly. a PA. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a, <laughs> it's easy to say, hey, I'll take the minimum. But, like... You're worth a lot more than that, <laughs> so I I don't I don't think it's it's plausible he takes the minimum somewhere, maybe the minimum plus a bazillion dollars in incentives for playing time incentives, which makes hey you know we'll give you a million dollars base salary, but every start you know every start you, every start you make you get a hundred thousand dollars every you play fifty percent of the you know you get extra hundred thousand you know, five hundred thousand somewhere like that like there's no way he's playing for the minimum alone there's no way his agent would allow that. There's no way Ben should allow that. Um, it 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 doesn't make sense unless he gets the huge playtime incentives, which he can actually reach. Yeah, I I, I I do not see him taking another. If he gets cut, I think he'll. And again, he's been threatening retirement for several seasons now. Agreed. Uh, so I I think if it doesn't work out for him in Pittsburgh. We've probably seen the last of Ben Roethlisberger. All right, we're going to switch gears again, get away from the NFL to get to the NBA. I didn't know if you know this, but viewership of NBA games this year is up 34% from a year ago. So people are watching the NBA, but there's one aspect of this NBA season that's not exactly playing well with some of the players. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, that'll be Jeff. Now, you're not going to have any adult beverages when you go down to Mexico, are you, Jeff? Um, I do not partake in that. My wife does, and... um... She, she will. Uh, she'll do. She'll do enough for everybody. <laughs> I love my wife. Sounds like a uh, a fun trip. Fun. It's trip. gonna be great. I'm gonna try to not do work. We'll see how, <laughs> that, see you, yeah, yeah. You got to step back because I, I, you do a lot of different things. You're yes. a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. I, I, you know, I don't take vacations. I just. I mean, I my life's a vacation. That's the way I look at it. I'm well, always you're, on you're, vacation. You're in San Diego and Southern California. Exactly. What, what's, what's better than that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And I'm reminded because we have friends of ours that moved to Texas, right? Fled California to go oh, yeah. to Texas. And they're hurting right now. I and know. Uh, so, you know, it's always a trade-off. And as I've said, having lived my entire life in Southern California, my entire life, um, weather is not a factor in my life. Almost everywhere else on the planet, the first thing you have to think about is weather. Weather is a, is a major factor in the overwhelming majority of human beings on this planet. The weather is a major factor in the lives almost every single day. And it's never been a factor in my life. So that's the difference. It's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just everyone else, you know, how cold it is, how hot it is. Humid, I mean, you don't, you don't think about these things living in Southern California. All right. I don't want to brag about that. And because it's where I was born. Okay. And I decided not to leave. All right. I, I want to go back. I was making the statement about these uh, huge numbers for the ratings. It was a little tongue in cheek. Uh, this is what we call another one of those PR spins on the ratings. So someone did a little digging, like they saying, wow, year to year, uh, NBA ratings are up 27%. I mean, that's a, that's a huge increase. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, remember, the NBA started at Christmas, which usually they start in late October, and then no one really notices until we get to Christmas Day and then the NBA. But that's when the NBA launched their season. Yeah. And so their Christmas numbers were out of sight. This year with the launch of the season, if you take that out, you just take out the Christmas numbers, 
they're only up 8%. So they're not up 27%. They're up 8%. But the, the, the bottom line is they're up slightly. Okay. The PR machine is working overtime. But on they those were numbers. down so much last year, though. Like, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, but now, now what's interesting is they're going to have an all star game. And this was not scheduled. So when they agreed to condensing the season from 82 to 72 games, and really condensing the overall schedule instead of starting late October, they're starting in De- you know late December, and they want to be done with the NBA Finals in time for NBA players to participate in the still scheduled Summer Olympic Games. So it's a very condensed schedule. So they said no, no All Star Game. Indianapolis was supposed to get it, and they rescheduled them for the twenty twenty four All Star Game, and. All the players were excited because that meant they would take five days off where normally there'd be an all-star game. But because they're playing just about every other day, there are very few extended layoffs in this current NBA schedule. They are looking forward to the time off. But apparently the league and the players union, Jeff, got their heads together and decided, yes, we are going to have an all-star game. It's going to be held March 7th in Atlanta at the Hawks home arena. And the idea is they're going to raise money for historically black colleges and universities, the uh, HBCUs, uh, also communities that have been impacted by COVID-19, so a good charity cause. But here's how this is all going to work. You know all those events like three-point shooting, they're going to have that the same day as the game. All the activities will be in one day. And the players that are going to participate, coaches, they have to go through a quarantine situation I mean, they got to go through all these added steps to participate in, and a lot of these players are like, including LeBron, like, what is this? What happened here? We we thought we had agreed not be, to have an All Star game because of the schedule. Now we're going to jam this thing in there, and he made it clear, I ain't happy about this. But the union yeah. agreed to it. He'll be there. But it it almost goes to a bigger question: is how, do we need these games anymore? I mean, they gimmick up the games, as you know. Remember last year, the NBA All-Star game, they reset the score at the end of every quarter. It actually proved to be a pretty exciting finish to the game. They're going to do the same thing now. But, I mean, do All-Star games, the Pro Bowl was canceled. Did we miss it? Uh, the baseball All-Star game, do any of these All-Star games matter anymore? Well, I mean, increasingly, I think no. And I'll tell you why I think they don't matter as much anymore. So, you know, when I was a kid, when you were younger, um, you know, there was no, there's no interleague play in baseball, right? There was no, um, you know, every, there was no Sunday ticket for the NFL. Right. And so, like, for me, the All-Star game meant I got to see the players that I didn't see all year. Yes. Play in a game. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm a Giants fan, which I was, you know, I got to see the Yankees play, you know, maybe one of the only times all year I watched the Yankees play. It was an all-star game. Now, of course, you're on Sunday baseball. I get all that. But even just a player like on Tampa who was good, I never got to see. I got to watch him pitch in the all-star game. Now I watch you guys pitch whenever I want or whenever I play basketball, whenever I want. The allure of like the slam dunk contest. Last night, we saw a dunk by Anthony Edwards that was better than any dunk we will see in the slam dunk contest. He dunked over a human and he, he made, he, it was the most incredible dunk I think I've ever seen uh, in a game before. Um, and I just, I've seen 
75,000 angles of this clip. I don't need to watch a slam dunk contest. I just see it right now. So, like, this is the part of why I think these festivities don't matter as much anymore. And I think LeBron and the players, like, understand, like, why are we subjecting ourselves to more testing, to more more of this, more precautions, more ways to get COVID possibly going to Atlanta? Why are we playing this game? I, I, again, it's under the guise of, you know, hey, we're doing something nice for charity and everything else. But it, it really isn't necessary. I mean, when you have to start gimmicking up all-star games in order to try to attract viewership. Remember, they had the situation with Major League Baseball where the winner of the all-star game would get home field in the World that Series. That was one of the stupidest things that Buttsy ever, ever done. Well, and he made a lot of dumb decisions over the years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's when you know it's lost it. I mean... Look, I go back a generation before you, so I I can remember when All-Star, for instance, the NBA All-Star game was played as a legitimate game. You know, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, there were no gimmicks. Uh, You played the game like you would play any other game. Uh, The Pro Bowl, I can actually remember when the Pro Bowl mattered, where you never had players bail out of a Pro Bowl, ever. They wanted to play in the game, they got a little extra money in their pockets, you know, eventually they moved the game to Hawaii to get maybe a few more players to not drop out of the game. Uh, Major League Baseball, I mean, was the marquee event and for the reasons you gave. The National League and American League, the only time you ever got to see players from these two leagues on the field at the same time yeah. was the All-Star Game in the World Series. I mean, it really made it great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the NBA is putting this together. I, I Again, this is going to be a busy schedule that they're putting together as far as getting all these events in at one time. Hey, by the way, quick side note here. Totally unrelated. We were talking earlier about the weather here in Southern California. The Genesis Invitational, you know, which is going on out at Riviera right now, is not being played right now because of the wind. They're, oh, have, they're having wind gust up to 35 miles an hour. And I, I'm, I've had to blow my nose because the conditions are so dry out here. My nose has been running. I, and the balls won't stop on the green. So, actually, there's been a delay in the Genesis Invitational here in the Palisades because of wind. My sincerest thoughts and prayers to everyone involved. Wind. That um, it's too windy in the Palisades. <laughs> <laughs> to continue playing golf. <laughs> this is unbelievable. That's, I've been doing this. Show, I've been doing radio for a long time. That's by far the stupidest thing I've ever said. Here's what I've the, said some stupid stuff. The tournament director said we've had some balls move around on the putting greens, which we're, uh, we're able to deal with under rules. However, ultimately, we think we got in a situation of player safety. I mean, you've been out to the Riviera Country Club, I'm sure of that. I, I don't think I've been into the country club, but I, of course, I, I went to school at you know, Paul Revere and went to Pally. Like, I know right. where it is. But, um, wow, I, I am so sorry for everyone in Southern California. My sincere condolences. I mean, it's a, a, a totally blue sky. You can imagine with the winds and everything, blue skies. I mean, it's just a beautiful day. Yeah, there's no But smog. right now, the see. Genesis Invitational has been delayed Due to high wind. All right, let's find out what's trending right now. Once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS-A-SWITCH. You could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So, David Gascon, what do you make of this? Winds Um, have shut it down. So, winds have shut that down. And the outdoor game in Tahoe has also been shut down. What happened? Jeff had mentioned at the bottom of last hour... Ice conditions are rather choppy, and so you have players on both sides and officials on the rink literally tripping 
like falling because they've hit divots in the ice. Yeah, you would think it would melt, right? Yeah. The surface of the ice yeah, well, from the sun. And it is. So they've put uh, they've put layers on top of different patches of the ice so far. And Gary Bettman's actually out there right now. So the, typically at the end of a period, there's about a 15 to 18 minute delay. Uh, for the Zambonis to come on, players. I, I to like recover. Sam in my ear. He's like, "Well, they have snow there. They don't play ice hockey on snow. They have to have hard ice, hard ice. Soft ice saying, can, though, can create real the snow. Isn't melting? Problems. Yeah, but it's the sun. Yeah, it's melting the ice. I get it. I mean, they, I mean, you can't have slushy ice to no, play it's dangerous. hockey. Yeah, it's very it's dangerous. Bad. And they're putting reflectors. Like they're putting like a layer of just reflects the sun off of the ice for a little bit hope it gets cold enough yeah so, so uh eddie olchek had mentioned it during the nbc broadcast he says that they would probably treat this like it was the player's morning skate which typically happens at a 10 or 11 o'clock depending on if you're the home team or the road team and then they play later on at night which is typically at seven o'clock so that's what they think might happen right now is that they will treat this like the morning skate and then play tonight flyers actually play tomorrow too so Nevertheless, you still have two periods of play that you have to get in, Avalanche and Golden Knights. It was one nothing Colorado at the end of the first period. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, hockey and golf being disrupted because of Mother Nature. Who would have thought? Um, guys, college basketball, number 16, Florida State leads at Pitt, 22-20. to Illinois at the end of the first half, beating up on Minnesota, 48-33. to And Texas by 12 over West Virginia, 70-58. to uh, that is it for the time being. NBA will get their things underway at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern this evening. All right. Very good. So, yeah, craziness. You know, I was mentioning the fact that, I mean, it, the conditions are so dry right now because of all these winds blowing through. You know, like I came up to L.A. Uh, yesterday, and all of a sudden I'm like I had a sniffle in my, in my nose. You know, I'm like, why am I sniffling? And I realized, man, it is dry out here, and it is windy. So now they had to shut down the golf. You know, golfers how they are, right? I mean, they can't. They got every. Everything's got to be right for golfers. I, I don't understand how they they can't golf with noise. Like I, when I go golfing, I think it's weird when no one's talking to me. Like I'm like I'm like my buddy. Just keep talking while I swing. I mean, I played a like <laughs> if I can concentrate on blocking a 300 pound human when I can't hear the snap count. I feel like golfers can hit a golf ball with a little bit of noise in their life. Um, well, it, I mean, I get not yelling and like being like you know yelling. Loud, very loud while they're swinging, but like the idea that like Shh, we can't talk at all. Well, no, no, no. You know what? You know what golfers would tell you, and, and of course they they play down in Arizona and they have that whole whatever the Phoenix yeah. Open. Yeah, yeah everyone's whatever, screaming whatever. everything else. It's not the constant noise that that doesn't bother them. It's the sudden noise. So like if everything's really quiet and you're standing over a critical pot and you're focusing on that pot and all of a sudden you go hey! like that, yeah, something like that. Then that. That would probably unnerve you, right? If it's otherwise quiet. Yeah, if it happened in my backswing, if it was already <laughs> completely quiet, sure. Uh, by the way, broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios called 1 888 Farmers. You could save a whole lot of something on your auto insurance. Think about this uh, weather situation with the wind. If you've seen old film of the Open Championship, as we call it, the British Open, um, they play in really adverse conditions. Oh, yeah. Rain, wind. They never. I never see them stop anything there. But we're we're much softer here. You know, a little little rain. You know, threat of thunder, lightning. I can take that. Uh, but a little wind. Nah, now nah, we can't. Uh, 
Can't play under those conditions, but uh, some of the European golfers are laughing their ass off, saying well, that we play in that all the time. We always heaven, have that kind of condition. Heaven forbid you might have to wear a jacket as you walk to the studio today. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, the NFL. And, and by the way, uh, Panthers releasing of several players. Deshaun Jackson got replaced, uh, released by the Eagles. We've been talking about this team's trying to clear some cap space right now, getting ready for free agency and getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, so you don't you don't think that this is going to be – any more abnormal than usual or because it just seems to me ever since they announced what the cap was going to be, we are seeing a flurry of releases around the NFL. There's going to be some teams that are going to have trouble, right? Like the saints who are bazillion dollars over and their fourth highest played player. If you don't, if you do not count uh, drew Brees in this mix is a backup tight end. So um, it's not going to be great if uh, you're paying that backup tight end $16 million a year. Like that's going to have to change. So there have to be some, some restructuring of contracts. Yes. Veterans will be let go. Um, but if they can get it to $185, $187 million, it's obviously every single penny will keep a veteran there. You can also push money to the future. So you extend a couple guys, you, you give them so what teams do we've seen this they convert you know a a base salary to a signing bonus and they can prorate the signing bonus over the length of your contract or they can give you one or two extra years and there's there's ways to make it work the problem is eventually kind of the bill always comes due and so if you keep pushing contracts out pushing contracts out pushing contracts out you're the saints a talented roster with no quarterback right now that's eventually what happens, um, and your window becomes very short. And this is the way it is once you pay a quarterback. By the way, I've been looking at a lot of the lists. I'm already thinking NFL free agency. Of course, that comes first before we get to the draft, and some of the big names are going to be out there. We mentioned you know, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. Well, guess what? T.Y. Hilton's a free agent. Uh, he may not be with the Colts next season. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Michael Pittman uh, could be their number one receiver. In fact, I heard that Pittman has reached out to uh, Carson Wentz to bring him out to the West Coast to get a little work in together. But, you know, when I look at the list of free agents and I keep staring at the number one name on this list, if you, if you don't know, the number one free agent is Dak Prescott. Well, and, 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 and the question is, a second – franchise tag for the Cowboys for him would be 37.7 million and most people obviously expect him to re-sign Prescott at the tune of about 40 million per year so two questions is that the kind of money you want to tie up in Dak Prescott or do you think somebody out there might uh, entice Dak Prescott to maybe waive a contract extension with the Cowboys and search elsewhere um, I, I think Cowboys are in a tough spot. Here, here's why. And this is, the, I think every team is in a tough spot is you have to have a quarterback to win, right? And we have to have an elite quarterback to win. <clears throat> but what happens if your guy is not elite? What do you do? Do you, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not passing judgment on just Dak. I'm just talking about general situations. Do you pay your quarterback and just hope it goes well for one season, right? Average quarterback, you know, Jared Goff, right? He plays well for one season, and boom, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing with the Niners. They didn't win those games, but they had a chance. Or do you do the really, really tough part, and you say, hey, you know what? 
we're going to move on from a guy like Dak and go draft someone. Like, that just feels like a really, really tough sell to your fan base. You know what, guys? We're going to go trade up for Zach Wilson or whatever else. We're going to get rid of Dak. Like, you kind of have to pay Dak. Well, let me ask you this, because I know you you look at pro football focus, and if you are a football junkie, well, especially for you as an offensive lineman, your brother being an offensive lineman, you got grades, right? But how before we go any further, because I want to get to Dak Prescott and the PFF, but yeah. when you when you started when you discovered pro football focus and started seeing rankings of guards yeah. and tackles and centers and and all these other positions that we really have no gauge to to judge him, did you think they were accurate, inaccurate when they when you started checking out your grades? Where you're like, wait a second, I, I got that grade. I know that I, Brady Papinga and I used to do a show here, the former the NFL linebacker, and he he threw that out as garbage. Like he says, <laughs> these, these guys are they have really no idea yeah. what they're looking at. In other words, you have a certain a certain requirement on a play. Yeah, like you, this is what you're supposed to do on the play yeah. that may be sacrificing what you're doing in order for somebody else to shine on the play, right? And somehow you're being penalized yeah. for that. I mean, he, he, how do you look at okay, PFF? So, um, well, they always greeted me really well, so I really love them. They, okay. I was like, I was their number one free agent guard in 2014, ah. whatever. Okay, so I've talked to them many times. I've talked to Neil, who runs it. I've talked to, I, right. I know those guys well. I've had them on podcasts. So here's my general feeling about PFF. Um, they try their best, obviously, right? They don't know all the schemes. But the point they make is that over a 1,000 plays of a season, yes, they're going to have a mistake. But again, that, that kind of evens itself out through a 1,000 plays. And so I think if you look at their grades, so, so, sometimes they're not what we all agree with. But generally speaking, they're kind of right, right? Like if you look at the top linebackers, the top quarterbacks, the top – they're the guys you expect to be there. They might be in different order. They might be in a different w- ranking that you think. It may, you know, might not count for injuries at a position and affect the way game playing or whatever. It, it, nonetheless, I think generally speaking, they're very close to being right. All right. Well, the reason I mention that is Dak Prescott. Obviously, in four full seasons this past season, he was hurt. Although he was off to a good start. But under the rankings of Pro Football Focus, in two of his four full seasons, he was ranked in the top 10. The yeah. other two years, he was closer to 20th. Yeah. I mean, does that scream elite? Irreplaceable? Well, I, I'm not sure he is. And again, you're in that that weird gray area where... Well, we've seen teams like the Rams commit money to Goff. The Eagles commit money to Wentz. And how's that work for those two teams? Are the Cowboys staring at a possibility that if they sink that kind of money, $40 million a year, into Dak Prescott, they're going to regret it? I mean, probably. But what are they going to do? Like, if they don't, like, are they just going to be they gonna go Andy Dalton? And just well, like, I mean, there's plenty of free agent quarterbacks out there. I mean, you, you, but, but you're basically... Your best chance to win is with Dak, I think, than any frigid quarterback. And like that, that is why I think you have to sign Dak. All right. So you, you, yeah. I mean, there, and by the way, everyone is predicting he will go nowhere. Uh, but, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about around 40 million a year 
you know, almost all of it guaranteed, which is where quarterbacks are these days. Uh, and that puts a crunch on your cap, especially since the it cap does, but, is down from where it was a year ago. But people pretty much figure out how to make it work. I mean, that's what the NFL, they hire, you know, they have cap people and they make it work. So they push money back, yeah, give well, guys bonuses. Like they find ways to make it work. Well, that's what they do. They kick it down the court, and that's what happened in New England. They kept kicking the can down the road, and at some point, you face the music. I remember way back of the 49ers. Yeah. That's what happened to them way back in the day. All right, on the other side, wow, I don't know where the time goes. We get started here, Jeff, and all of a sudden we're going to have to check out. But we got a lot to cover on what should be an interesting week in sports coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Steve Hartman, Jeff Schwartz with you, broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. All right. In honor of... Iowa, Sam, how, how are your Hawkeyes uh, doing right now? Uh, they've won three straight. They've three straight? Yeah. They, as long as you don't play Indiana, you're good. Yeah, right. But they did. Uh, they they beat up on Wisconsin. They beat beat Michigan State handily. So, very right. happy about it. Yeah. Where, where do you think the Hawkeyes will be seated for the NCAA I, tournament? Realistically, I think, you know, they'll lose another game, two or three. Right. Who knows, throughout the Well, they still have the Big Ten tournament. The tur- yeah, the Big Ten tournament. So, I think they'll be a three seed. Three my, seed is yeah. your prediction yeah. there. So, we got March Madness coming up. David Gascon. Doing a brilliant job as always today. It's always so quick with you guys. I know we get here and then we're it really is. Yeah, uh, and then there's Lee, Lee to lap, Mr. Packer man. He's uh, he's still watching. Were you watching Packer football when I walked in today? What happened there? I, I was watching Week One uh, Packers versus the Vikings. Yeah, he can't get enough Packers. There was a Packers Saints game on NFL Network today. Mm. Keep them coming. <laughs> when when you grew up as a kid, I mean. Uh, 
think think across the sports spectrum because you were in a sports family. So sports spectrum, any sport. What was your and when you were a kid, like when you're like eight, nine, ten years old, that age. What was your number one team like that? You were that fan of that team in any sport. You're talking to me. I, it was the Packers. No, I'm talking to Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, oh, okay. UCLA. UCLA. So across yeah. the board, anything UCLA, you, yes. that was your number one thing. Until I was like 18, yeah. That's amazing because me, I was USC. I'm Because my dad was a Trojan. And even though my mom attended no, UCLA, and then I went to UCLA, which was <laughs> so mind-boggling. <laughs> To my father, uh, and then of course, you know, I became sports editor of the paper at UCLA, and I remember my dad uh, was getting a lot of grief, you know, from his Trojan friends. Like, what happened there? What happened to the old kid there? All of a sudden, not only is he UCLA Bruin, like he's on the radio, and we're hearing he's plugging UCLA like crazy. What the hell happened there? But I was a, <laughs> I was a diehard Trojan as a kid. So no Same professional movie. teams. You weren't like I mean, a I mean, Laker I was a, fan. I, was a, I, was, or a, I mean, Niners, Niners, Lakers, Giants, but Niners. Um, you know, Niners won in '94. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah, there, but but I just remember like all my memories as a kid is UCLA. Our sports are UCLA. Yeah, like, whether it's in 1996, mm-hmm. um, we left. Uh, we my, UCLA was down 17 to USC. I was. I did that we, game. Did you hear we, me on the radio that day? I was uh, the color I, well, commentator. I, I yeah. would have heard. You, I would have heard you. <laughs> my dad tried to leave early, and yeah. I was like, Dad, you know, like let's just stay. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah, and they won a double overtime. You know, the 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 uh, the Tyus Edney shot against Missouri, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you know all like. You know the JJ Stokes in in ninety two. I, I that's more of a YouTube. Can, thing can I, I tell you a quick story about that ninety six SC UCLA yeah. game? So it's the only year that I did the uh, the analysis. You know, a radio analyst for UCLA football. And the reason it happened, David Norrie had been doing the job. He got a job with ESPN. I was doing the sidelines, and they moved me up to the booth because it was too late to you know go scouting for somebody else. Um, so anyway, we get to the last game, and UCLA's had a bad season. Bob Toledo's first year as the head coach. The week before, we're in Arizona to take on uh, the Wildcats, and we, we lose badly. And as we're getting on the plane, Peter Dallas, the late great athletic director, had his hand on my shoulder. He goes, I understand your wife has never seen us lose to USC. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, she's 4-0. and And he goes, so is she going to be at the game Saturday? I said, well, we just had a baby. I mean, literally, just you know, three weeks before our first baby, and he goes, "I think you're hearing me. She's going to be at that game." So we've set it up for you know, we carry on. You know, when you have a three week old, you know, imagine he was one month won that game, and that game we're down seventeen in the fourth quarter. Get it, get it within seven, and SC recovers an onside kick. Game over. Like the only thing that could happen is SC fumble. Oh, fumble USC. It was the first year of the overtime rule. Bruins went in double overtime. And that was the last game I broadcast. Ah! I was basically let go after that because I was just not qualified <laughs> for that job. I, mean, I remember it was, a lot of it, was um, it was uh, uh, Chris. Uh, who was the uh, Chris, Chris Roberts. Roberts? Yes, Chris and, and I. Yes. Uh, obviously, I think mean, Wayne Cook now is the color guy. Yes, the great and, Wayne uh, Cook and, and Josh Levin, right? Against, uh, Matt, calls, uh, Josh Lewin. Josh, Josh Lewin. Lewin yes, and with Matt Stevens, I remember yeah. who I forget who was doing it. As a kid, I don't remember who the, the the obviously you did it for a year. I don't remember that. Um, yes, as far I, well, I mean, when, when I was a kid, Fred Hessler was the very that's famous, that's who did uh, it. yes, uh, the that's very not. famous voice of UCLA. Um, well, okay, so we've run out of time again. Did we, did we, we cover do. everything you wanted to cover today, I or should we, we start a new topic? I think we did. All right, yeah, we covered good. it all. Keep it here on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.